You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down in the toilet is not a, not, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that programme, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that Did was you brilliant. Did see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the cunning Yes, that was brilliant. Hello! Oh God! One day, <laughs> new year, new you, and all that. Yeah. How's it's it go? The same every week. <laughs> it's even forward. written down in front of you. How does it go? I'm Hugh Thorpe. I'm Rachel Leonard. And I'm Tom Canning. And welcome to episode 42 of the Real Reading Podcast with our special guest Claire Slobodian from Explore Reading, and she will be here to talk about what's coming up in 2019. As well as that, we've got all the usual features, including Fact of the Week and Ford Explains It All, which this week is about... 1,850 potential new houses around Reading Town Centre. Which is just what we all want. Marvellous. <laughs> I'm sort of slightly sarcastic. I don't know. People need to live places, don't they? So I will explain it, and we can discuss it. I'm looking forward to it already. <laughs> and listener, if you're not you on the edge of your seat... Explain it first. Oh, it is called Fort Explains it's, It All. So he does. Uh, Sometimes he actually comes through for us. Um, you can check out our new podcast index with all the major talking points on past shows uh, at www.inyourarea.co.uk slash news slash RRP index. Here's Jeremy with how to get in touch with the show. Get in touch with the team. Find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com Thanks Jeremy, that was great, as usual um, So uh, Rach, you hmm. were talking just before the show, firstly yeah. we were talking about waffles and putting them in the toaster Genius, you know what I'm having for tea tonight <laughs> Waffles and beans Yeah, waffles and beans I'm, I'm not, How does that fit on the Slimming World plan? Because I'm thinking that's probably quite good I think it's fine I think that'd be fine, it's waffles got, and beans Waffles got holes in it, yeah. so it's basically half air <laughs> Beans are beans beans is one of natural. Beans, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good, well-balanced meal. I mean, I'm I'm thinking I'm going I'm going waffle. I'm going to get me a pack of waffles. Okay. Can you have waffles for breakfast? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, with eggs. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Nice. It's, yeah. This is revolution. Anyway, right. Moving on. The real podcast brought to you by waffles. <laughs> <laughs> um, you didn't launch into the little jingle then. No. No. So, but I am, versatile. I am waffly versatile, is what I was going to say. Um, so, Rach, uh, yeah. you, were gonna, you wanted to mention about the panto, which you took your little boy yeah, Zach to, didn't you? Yeah, went to the panto. I, I was going to say, I've never been. I, I probably did go when I was very small, probably with the school and stuff, but I can't remember. Um, so, he's three now, and I decided he was probably old enough. Um, had a lot of concerns, because it, it's, it's not pennies to go yeah it, it's a little bit pricey but um i thought if we go there and he hates it i'm gonna be really annoyed <laughs> um, and we got into the hexagon and sat down um that was having had the do you need a wee no i don't need a wee can you just try another wee i don't need a wee do we have to talk about wees because he's three it's yeah, fine i need fine. to go oh <laughs> <laughs> sorry oh, um yeah, so they're playing all like Christmassy music in the run up to it, and then they, they that stopped, and the band struck up their little intro, 
thing and he, he just looked at me and went it's a bit noisy mummy and I was like oh yeah yeah it's fine and then they turned the lights off it's a bit noisy and dark mummy <laughs> like oh my god it hasn't even started yeah, you're going home. we're you're not going leaving home. And then thankfully the, the sorry, dancers and the actors came out. Excuse me, sorry. Yeah, we were just uh, leaving here. Um, and thankfully his his hero, Justin Fletcher, arrives and saves the day on stage. And um, he sat there quietly. It was, it's quite long. I think it was probably two and a half hours Ooh. with an interval. Yeah. But it's quite a long time. I was about to shout Mr. Bumble, but it's not, is it? It's Mr. Tumble. Mr. Tumble. Mr. Tumble. Yeah. <laughs> a, a legend in our house. So he enjoyed it? He absolutely loved it. And he was sort of, by the second half, getting properly involved and doing all the, he's behind you! And, <laughs> oh no, he won't! And all of that jazz. Fantastic. If I'm honest... I probably enjoyed it just as much, or maybe a tiny bit more. <laughs> it was it was a really good, all worthwhile, fun day out. Good. Yeah, I think we're going to make that uh, a Nemeth family tradition to go every year. It was ne- good. Next week, we'll see if we can uh, tease out of you the story about Mister Tumble and your husband. <laughs> you make that sound a bit uh, <laughs> ominous. Cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> Hugh, you wanted to um, just mention well, he's about a local celebrity. He so is. You could try and interview him for the potty. Well, we'll speak to Richard. <laughs> now, now we've got contacts. <laughs> yes. Um, Hugh, you wanted to talk about bowling. I did. I went bowling on Boxing Day. What? Yeah. Um, ten pin bowling. Not the lawn variety. No. The, uh, <laughs> the, the indoor variety. You are of a certain age now. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> I really must get some white, white slacks. You've already um, got those for cricket, haven't you? This is true, yeah. <laughs> we can't overlap. Um, <laughs> I went to the bowling alley in Wokingham mm-hmm. because, simply because, there isn't one in Reading, as we have discussed on many occasions. We like to bring that up yeah. regularly. Yeah. Yeah. Bowling is tremendous fun. And I came second, which still annoys me, out of, out, of, <laughs> out of about 15 members of my family, some who were aged and useless. Beyond. Second? I came second, yeah. What, why does that annoy you? Because I didn't win. Because for... oh. well, I was My cousin beat me. Um, oh. He, I I thought I was better than him, but he. <laughs> I had a bit of a bit of a lapse towards the end of one of the games. Where <laughs> a ball, ball slipped out of my hands. You and missed a, a strike. And I missed one. Yeah. Oh. Um, but it, it's such a game, and the the sort of it, it's just a real shame that Reading hasn't got one. And, and we're going to talk about development later on. And these a lot of these developments have retail and leisure yes. aspects to them. And I'm sure if there was a budding entrepreneur out there, or even one of the big bowling. Hollywood Bowl type places it seems like a no brainer to try to come to Reading and <laughs> yes. give us we a bowling alley we would totally be there weekly I think we? we'd, we'd podcast from the opening <laughs> yeah. bowling alley businesses of the world if you come to Reading we guarantee we will podcast from your opening day yeah. if you open it was interesting you bring bowling up Hugh because uh, our friends at the Twitter account Reading on Thames posted a rather excellent although slightly you know frivolous I think I think frivolous is the word or just a fun bit of data yeah. that showed um, all the major cities and their populations in the UK um, uh, divide uh, and centres per million uh, I'll get this out in a minute hang on a second so bowling alleys per population of the major cities in the country right. um, so you've got places like obviously London Birmingham Glasgow 
Leicester, Bradford, Northampton, Luton, Aberdeen, Bournemouth, and so on and so on. What connects all of those places? They all have a bowling alley. The only place in the list that doesn't have a bowling alley? Reading. 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 It's rather good. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, we've never had one in the town centre, have we? Had not that I can. There was one at Calcourt, yeah. Which did briefly reopen in it and. It was just like someone had just plugged all the stuff back in again. Been, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was the point vintage. Where it was vintage, yeah. So sort of arcade games, which were about eight years old. And then, the, do you remember then there was that bar upstairs? Yes, I do. And you'd go in there and it, everything still smelled smoke. Yeah. And it was... It was it, it wasn't given the love it needed. And unsurprisingly, no. it closed and then became an Ikea. So... The last few times I have been, which is a long, long time ago, I've gone over to Bracknell. Yeah, Bra- Hollywood Bowl in Bracknell was uh, was one of my uh, places where I grew up. Um, in when I, it was obviously the only real place you could go in Bracknell for for anything to do. There was a cinema and the bowling alley and a bar, which of course none of us uh, frequented at all. But it was um, Frankie and Benny's next door. There was a Frankie and Benny's next door as well. That's sadly no longer no oh. longer there. But there we go. Yeah, so f- fun times in Bracknell. Everybody, everybody makes fun of Bracknell, but at least we had a bowling alley. True. And the bowling alley that I Canonized went to room. in Wokingham yeah. also has a laser quest. <sighs> which I didn't We've partake in. We've talked about in. that as well, yes. haven't we? Just, yes. Someday someone's going to listen to us and <laughs> do all of this. Yes. I have started putting out my petition again to bring back laser quest to reading but we'll see how that goes okay thanks guys um now it is reading fact of the week time reading fact of the week time for a new fact from our book around reading in 99 or so facts i should say it's not actually our book we didn't write it hugh who wrote it um for new listeners reading it was reading Part of the Reading 2016 Year of Culture, um, and in involved Reading Borough Libraries as well. Oh, lovely! So, what is our fact of the week, Hugh? Well, this is it is a fact that this is a fact. in the book, right? <laughs> in terms of actual facts, I would debate whether it's a fact at all because it's it, it is about headless horsemen who roam. Roam the highways of Reading, which oh. I would say at best is debatable. Spooky. Cool. Where are they? Um, there are two. So the fact is that this is what people say. Right. So okay. we are stating. So it's what, like a legend. People, it's a legend. Okay. And the fact is that this legend exists. Um, there are two headless horsemen. One is at White Knight Park. University. So the university. At the university. Yeah. And the other is an extremely high-flying... Um, deep-pocketed headless horseman because he roams around the Warren in Caversham. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So he likes, he likes the good life by the Thames, <laughs> it seems. Um, and that's, that's all the, um, the, the fact book says. But, um, that, so there's no, there's no recorded sightings um, or it just I'm sure there said, are. There are. There are two headless horsemen ro- roaming around Reading. <laughs> so for the next podcast... Should we do some digging and see if we can find out the history behind who these who these headless horsemen? I think we should. That would be rather marvellous. We could do like a supernatural one where people could tell us where they've seen spooky goings on. I did a piece a few years ago on all the uh, all the ghosts roaming around the Berkshire area. I can feel a special coming on. I think so. Yeah, maybe around 
Wasn't there a really horrible woman down near me in kind of Lower Caversham, around View Island? Wasn't there like a a long, long time ago? I don't even want to say it out loud. <laughs> oh, the baby killer. Yes. Yeah. Oh dear. Yes, she's fake, but she's a real person. Oh, she was real. Having said that with incredible conviction, I'm not, I'm not unsure. Let's uh, save it for the spare. Yes. Yeah. We'll come back to um, <laughs> spooky goings on. Uh, that sounds great, though. Thanks, guys. That is the end of part one. Uh, in part two, we will join you for Fort Explains It All. This is Fort Explains It All. Welcome to part two of the Real Winning Podcast. Hugh, you are here with your weekly Fort Explains It All. What are we talking about? Remind me. We are talking about a lot of a lot of ha- a lot of flats. Right. With a few houses, a smattering of houses here and there. But it's we are talking about the developments around the town centre. Um, and what we can expect to see during 2019. I've done a piece on the website as well um, on this, but it's just, it's very, it could potentially be a very busy year for um, house building in Reading. My calculations, rudimentary at best. (laughs) (laughs) So the ones we're going to talk about today, and there are are other, obviously other smaller pockets of um, housing, a lot of offices and things like that being converted into apartments as well on top of this. But these are the big, the big major redevelopments of sort of um, existing sites. The the number I've come up is 1,850 new homes, either with permission or proposed and probably fair to say likely to get permission yeah i don't want to say any more than that because obviously there's a process um but these you know they, they, they do work with the council to identify sites and come up with plans that are likely to get planning permission um so the first one to talk about is the former home of iceland and wicks in weldale street which is just off the idr yeah um, 427 homes the the area it's a really run down part of town. Yes, it is now. There's a few problems with drugs and um, crime around there because essentially there's nothing really there. Um, the businesses are both closed. There's planning permission there for 427 um, houses in a plan. Houses or Sorry, flats? flats. Well, I was going flats, to say, yeah. it's not the it's not it's not biggest <laughs> plot, is it? No. Um, well, just on this one, the council didn't really like this plan. They said it was they said it was boring, and they were particularly unhappy about the uh, unaf- the amount of unaffordable the amount <laughs> of yes the amount of unaffordable homes, but right. the lack of affordable affordable housing in it. So it's just got, reading generally, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the um, there's only going to be I think it's ten percent is affordable housing, but the uh, they from what I remember at the time they the council felt that if they refused it they, they'd lose it. What does it. that mean? Is that like shared ownership options and or just affordable housing is properties or what? They are properties within a development that are usually run by housing associations or the council itself. The council right. can take control and use them as, as um, council houses um, but usually they're run by uh, housing associations um, and yes they are they are a fair bit I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head but they're, they're a fair bit the rents are a fair bit cheaper 
than you would pay if you owned or rented a property right. in these because these, these are going to be a mix of private ownership and rental properties mm. you would imagine and then there's affordable housing within that as well um so yeah that one's that one that, that one is called the foundry quarter and this is one of the ones where actually we, we we're not quite sure what's happening with it because it's actually it's got permission but it's up for sale and buildings are still there and it's given permission in late 2017 and you would think with that um in that period at least the buildings would have been demolished but everything is still there and i think it's because of the site's up for sale and so no one's done anything to it um and we'll have to just wait and see uh what happens with that one um there was something in the sale blurb which is slightly ominous in that it said something like we believe this has potential for a larger housing application with with taller buildings and so we could easily expect another planning application for that site to come in at some point but that's all speculation at this time um, another one is the thames quarter which is the old bmw garage in napier road which has started uh, 315 houses in that one um with this is a bit of a strange one in that the affordable housing allocation isn't in another part of reading it's actually yeah. next to the development in weldale street, right. street <laughs> which in, in a place called north street so that is i believe those houses which are uh, f around 50 i forget the exact number they've got permission was that site in the old bmw was yeah quite controversial with original plans wasn't it because yes. it was really tall swan heights it was called and yeah. um i everyone hated it the council really <laughs> hated it and it got kicked out and they got they got told to go away and come up with something more sensible which they've done okay. uh, this is 315 homes the first the they're all going to be rental the whole thing is going to be rented right. rented as far as 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 far as it it was agreed um and they it is hoped the last thing we did about it, it says it is hoped that the it will be completed by 2021 the affordable housing in north street needs to be built and open by the time this development is open as well otherwise under the conditions they're not allowed to rent out any of the apartments. Oh, really yeah wow as it stands they can always apply to the council to see if they can get that changed but that is as far as i'm aware as it stands and this will be one of the tallest buildings in reading oh. uh verto you know verto i do you know verto? i do not know verto. king's point yes the building with eyes Yes. Of the past. Yeah, yeah. That's that gone. Yeah, that's gone, and been replaced by a another block, a seventeen-story block of flats, uh, one hundred and three flats. The the uh, highest guess the guess the price of the most expensive ones. How many beds are we talking? Well, I don't know. I don't well, know. That that impacts you on my uh, on my guess. I don't know. Okay, uh, for a flat in the town centre, the highest price yeah. for the penthouse. Four hundred thousand. Oh, and I was going to go more than that no. on the top floor. Seven hundred. Eight hundred thousand. Oh. So yeah. I'm so not a right move addict for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yes, uh, luxury luxury flats. I'm sure there's a percentage of affordable housing within this as well, but. Uh, I, I can't remember what it is. <laughs> but, that's where the footballers will live. Yes. Yeah, the footballers will live at, yeah, in the top and the, the rest of us. There won't be any of the current footballers. Is that all in addition to you know where home base was? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I thought you said there was How many of these are there? 
No, there's lots. Uh, we should have asked you this before we go on. <laughs> yeah. I was going to go. You have to keep a little rain on. Oh, yes. I'm trying to be quick. Uh, Toys R Us and Home Base, what you mm. just mentioned, uh, 765, and this is a mixture of houses and flats with yeah. with, with a far more flats than houses, but it will have some townhouses in there. Um, demolition has started. I saw that. Um, as covered by myself from Get Reading. Um, so that's work. Work's going on there. It's again. It's a really long, big project. This. Um, a bit sad about Toys R Us. Still. I am too. That was one of my first proper jobs in there. Oh, really? It's, it's where I used to go by. I've got like, um... the touch of death because my first job was BHS. Oh. And then Toys R Us. See, Toys R Us in Reading's where I used to go and buy my Sabutio teams. I hope they at least name a road after it. Sabutio Road. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, not Toys R Us. No, 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 no. After yeah. Sab- no. Sabutio. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's that's uh, expect some excuse the pun development on that one. That's um, not really a pun, and it's rubbish. It's, yeah, as the year goes on, um, <laughs> but yeah, that, they've started knocking that down, so that will continue, no doubt. And a couple of others to mention. These are in the pipeline. There's no applications or permission in these for these, but I went to an exhibition for a plan for 650 homes on the former site of Royal Mail off Cavisham Road, which is next to. The um the retail part where mm-hmm. uh, Audi oh, and TGI Fridays is shoehorn that many in upwards up yeah yeah um that's a a number of blocks containing and it's gonna containing flats um and a few houses as well they think and uh that's gonna have uh, retail units and leisure stuff as well that could be where the bowling alley could go I think. But I thought we'd already put it in Fry's Walk whatever that's gonna become. Oh, we could put it in Fry's Walk. Let's have no, two. Let's just have two. Let's have two, yeah. There'll be such a queue for both of them because people have been so starved True. of bowling. Well, we do publicise it yeah. weekly. <laughs> so that, that's in the pipeline. Um, I went to an ex- a public exhibition on it and met a few people who were cautiously in favour of it. It's a big empty site, essentially, that, mm. um, that needs something doing with it. And they were fairly happy with the what the designs of what was proposed so look out for, we'll look out for a planning application for that one later in the year the final one came in in december this is in its very early stages there's no planning application as such there are what are called what you sort of call pre-planning application applications in to the council we're basically asking what they need to do before they they um, put a planning application in that's 240 homes on the other side um on Vaston Road, so essentially opposite the retail park, um, in the former home of SSE, Scottish and Southern Energy, 240. A developer is looking to build 240 homes on wow. that site. That um, is a lot going on along that street. Yes, yes. So, so look, if look you, forward to never getting out of Reading by car again. Well, I think it's the important thing is to point out with all these developments is is that the council is very much insisting upon a very high amount of flats compared to a very low amount of parking spaces so I can't remember these I was just thinking that you know how I feel about parking issues (laughs) where do all these 1800 new families or people where are they going to park for all these flats so for example do they go down underground or there's a small I can't remember the exact number of the um the Royal Mail uh, car park in car parking spaces available, but it's not 650. It's not 
a car park per a parking space per flat it's something like maybe 80 plus or so disabled spaces plus wow. sort of 10 no 10 percent so they're targeting they people who are commuting yeah they yeah and the what the what the what i've heard on a number of occasions from various people is that is that people nowadays younger than we are don't feel the need to have cars in the same way that our generation and older um, do, and so, so a lot of people who who they think are going to be living in these houses are going to be families who work in town or work in another town where they get the train, who are perfectly happy to get on public on the bus or on the train to go to places and or just wander into town if they need they need anything. The, the general consensus is that the dependency on the car amongst the younger generation isn't anything like what we what we mm. have so like the people who are growing up in Burfield Common whereas when I was a kid I was like I've got to have a car to get out of this village <laughs> but apparently people aren't they just wow. on the bus um, I was without my car for two weeks just before Christmas and because uh, it was poorly and went into the garage for a long time and I was really shocked at how much I didn't miss it that I did just get the train, I got the bus a couple yeah. of times, I walked a lot more than I would, like walk a lot anyway, but um, yeah, I suppose I didn't have to get to any, you know, go on holiday or get, yeah. get <laughs> anywhere sort of far away significant. Yeah. But. If I may uh, just have the final word. Can I just point yes, out of one course more you can. thing? This, this isn't a housing development, but I it think is. He's telling you to yeah. shut up. I just wanted to make one more, one more very quick point. Um, it's not housing development, but it may, it may help all the uh, the people who are driving around the town. Is that Cow Lane is expected to wow. open at some point in 2019? Come podcast that opening. I think it's it's the sort of first half of 2019. I seem to remember springtime yeah. um, being the date banded about but that project has had so many delays to it. <laughs> do not count any no. chickens do not hold breath <laughs> I think it's just become the norm hasn't it that's what cow lane is that's what cow lane is I don't really hear people moaning about it anymore because it's, it's like, just you kind of liken to it when the M3 finally opens yes. the smart motorway <laughs> don't you it's after what eight years or something and... thanks very much Hugh um, just for what it's worth um, the Royal Mail site should be Heritage Railway Centre definitely Oh, you love a train. Definitely. You'll turn it into a museum. Yep. A huge museum. Ideal for it, right I next to the station. I assume you've been to the one in Digcourt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, thanks, guys. Uh, now it's time for our interview with Claire from Explore Reading. Hi, everyone. I am here with Claire Slobodian from Explore Reading, um, fresh from our Christmas special. How are you doing, Claire? I'm good, thank you. Rested and ready for the new year. Yes, doesn't feel like it was um, <laughs> any time at all. Was it <laughs> no, it seems all... to have gone very quickly. It's, I was just saying the whole Christmas week seems to have gone in a bit of a haze. But yes. It does feel relaxing, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you very kindly come in on your lunch break today uh, to talk to us. Uh, we thought it was a good chance to say, what's happening in Reading this year? What have we got to look forward to? I know um, when we spoke about it, you picked up a couple of big events, not necessarily obvious events, but some, some big events and a couple of sort of slightly more niche ones that, you, that you're a little bit excited about. So um, what, what have you got for us? Yeah, exactly. As you say, there's lots happening in Reading in 2019. There are some really big events, you know, the, obviously the yeah. Reading Festival, which yeah. happens every year, the Beer Festival, Fringe Festival, um, yeah. the Festival Food Markets, etc. But I've picked um, five or six um, slightly smaller events. Some of them are still big and well-known, but they're little... 
less well known than Reading Festival, let's say. Um, <laughs> Most things are, I think, aren't <laughs> yes, I think so. Um, so first up, we've got um, Craft Theory Beer Festival, which is from the Grumpy Goat, which yes. is our lovely beer bottle and cheese I shop. I went to this last year. Oh on yes, a, I had a last minute spare ticket. Oh, it good was choice. brilliant. Had a great time. Yeah, there. it's a really, fantastic. it's a really fun um, event. It's a slightly smaller beer festival yes. than like the big Reading Beer Festival. Um, it's at South Street Arts Centre. It's still there. There was, there were rumours. Yeah, but... no, it's still at South Street Arts Centre, and they've actually expanded it to four sessions. So they've got. Okay. To, uh, it's over Easter weekend. The Friday and the Saturday, nineteenth uh, and twenty-first of April, and they've got two sessions: an afternoon and an evening on each day. One of which is child-friendly, I think, on the Friday. Um, and they're going to have twelve breweries, and they're usually smaller, slightly younger, more yes. modern breweries. And they all usually are brewing on uh, craft beer on keg. Um, and uh, they haven't announced the full lineup of uh, breweries yet, but so far they've got Siren Craft Brew, who are always there. Obviously. Big faves. Yeah, newbies double barrel, who obviously yes. you've met. Um, Brew by Numbers, who are from Bermondsey, and a really interesting brewery called The Little Earth Project, um, who do farmhouse aged sour beers. Oh. Yeah, which I'm not sure no, so about those, but. <laughs> as a self con- self professed, confessed, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> sour beers aren't up my street at all. I but, think it depends. Yeah. Uh, you can have some really sour ones, but I've had yeah. it like Double Barreled do a very nice yes. sour beer actually. Um, yeah, so that's April and tickets are £15 um, and it's really good fun. Yes, that's great. I think they're on sale now, aren't they? They are on sale now, yes. Um, and then also in April we've got Are You Listening, which is um, a really excellent one-day music festival, um, which is in aid of uh, Reading Mencap. Um, they, they've been doing it for six or seven years now, I think, um, and last year they raised £13,000 wow. for Mencap. So it's for a really good cause and it's um, they bring uh, usually around 60 bands um, to Reading for the day um, across um, Reading, so Purple Turtles, Sub 89, St Lawrence's Church even have gigs. Um, and it's a really good day to um, experience uh, a lot of the best of Reading bands because 60% of the lineup are local bands. Um, but they also bring in some big names um, from across the UK. So this year they've got, um, uh, so far they've announced Alt Rockers Our Girl and Fleming Gods, who also performed um, as part of Reading on Thames Festival at Reading Abbey, who do sort of jazz funk infusion, yeah. which is quite cool. Um, and uh, also uh, a local band, a noise punk band called Working Man Noise Unit, who've got quite a following. Uh, it's a really good day and um, you sort of get a wristband and you head around Reading and it's a really good opportunity to see, um, uh, particularly on the sort of the national band side, you can see bands before they really start yeah. to take off. So last year I saw Idols at Sub 89 who did an amazing electric set they were sort of hanging off the ceiling and sweat was pouring down them um and then this year um you know their album went to number one so um yeah it's a it's a really good day and i recommend that definitely i only became familiar with with are you listening festival last year i think through the through our podcast oh okay it wasn't something i wasn't aware of really at all so uh be be interesting to when is that it is the 27th of april um and tickets are on sale for that at the moment as well and they are 20 pounds um and i think it's well worth it for a really full day yes that certainly does sound raising raising money for a good cause as well yeah exactly um, and then there's a slightly smaller music festival, but also a one-day music festival at South Street Arts Centre, which is usually in May, but the date for this year is still to be announced, um, called Double Dot Bash, which is um, for even more alternative music, I would say. <laughs> um, it's curated by Double Dot Dash, who host gigs at South Street, along with South Street and uh, the Darklands Club Night. 
Um, and they aim to highlight sort of un the underground music scene. Um, last year they had local bands like Cody Noon and Typical Hunks, and they also brought a band called Big Lad to Reading last year, who are a duo that do um, sort of electronics and drums. And uh, they're actually at Are You Listening this year, so Bash is sort of the place <laughs> to catch them early. Um, so yeah, that's in May. Date still to be uh, still to be confirmed. Um, and then an another event that's in June um, is the White Knight Studio Art Trail, um, right. which I really like the sound of. And last year I wasn't able to go because I was on holiday when it happened. <laughs> so this, and I've put it in so that this yes. year I definitely have to go. Um, it's around the university area. There's lots of artists who have studios or they live there or um, some of them put their artwork in Reading um, University or at the Merle. Um, and uh, it's basically an open door event. You can go in and see all the artwork. You can buy art. You can talk to the artists. Sometimes they're doing demonstrations and you can see what they do. Um, and it's a really nice day to sort of wander around. It's all free. Um, just wander around the university area and meet some of our local artists and find out what's going on in the art scene. Um, which I think is uh, a really nice idea. And there's also, um, across the summer, dates still to be confirmed, Caversham Art Trail and the West Reading Art Trail. So whichever part of Reading you're in, there's an art trail <laughs> an for art you. Trail for you. <laughs> yeah. um, and then on the theatre side, um, there's a couple of really good um, productions worth looking at. Obviously, um, Progress Theatre have been doing their um, open air at the Abbey for quite a few years. In fact, uh, I've got it here. It's 23 years. Wow. Yeah, they took a few years off, obviously, when the Abbey was closed. Yes. And, uh, they... So those, those years out count? Does that count? Uh, that no, they've, no, so they've done it for 23 years. Yeah. They took some time off in between. And last year they came back with Much Ado About Nothing, which is a really nice, fun um, performance, a comedy, obviously. This year they're coming back with King Lear, so switching to tragedy. So they'll be... Um, you know, quite a bit of uh, drama. It's um, obviously a play about a king who descends into madness and uh, they're transferring the um, setting to uh, the glory days of the British Empire. <laughs> Which definitely didn't end. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> um, and obviously it's a really atmospheric setting, a uh, really nice place to, to sit and enjoy um, theatre. And it's a, it's a really good local, obviously community theatre, but yeah. it's really good quality production and something that um, everyone should go and go and check out and that is uh, the 10th to the 21st of July and tickets aren't on sale yet but probably will be um, a few months before the event. And that's in the Abbey? That is in the Abbey excellent. Ruins itself, yeah. What, last... a, pla what a place to... I um... know it is, it's uh, an excellent, um, just an excellent setting, really yeah. feels very atmospheric. Last year they had it in the Chapter House which is the one, the smaller one that has the um, the lyrics for Summer is a Coming In. Oh, It yes. felt quite sort of you know, cosy and not not exactly claustrophobic, but it felt like you were you know hemmed in, and it was really good for the um, the acoustics as well yes. because it's sort of bouncing off the walls. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, sticking with theatre, um, if anyone went to see a Christmas Carol, which was my recommendation yes. in the Christmas podcast, I remember a couple of weeks ago when we did our Boxing Day. Um, sorry, Christmas Eve <laughs> podcast. <laughs> exactly, yes. that's the one. Um, uh, on the back of the program for a Christmas Carol, from reading between the lines. They had a little teaser that they are coming back in October, November um, with Macbeth at Reading Minster. Um, so they obviously, reading between the lines, did um, three plays called their Conquerors Trilogy about uh, Henry I, Matilda the Empress and Henry II, which was about Reading rulers. Um, 
But before they did that trilogy, they used to do um, Shakespeare productions themselves in Reading. So they're going back to Shakespeare and they're bringing Macbeth, uh, the Scottish play, uh, to Reading Minster, which is another iconic, atmospheric yes. um, venue. And it's also the place where they produced um, Henry II, uh, which was a really, really good production, um, felt very atmospheric and... Again, the way that they stage everything is very creative and they make the real, the best use of a historic space. Fantastic. Uh, if I can just put you on the spot, which, if you could only go to one? Oh, that's, that's a big, big <laughs> question. I think my heart says probably craft theory. I think yes. it's a really fun weekend. Uh, I like it a lot. Get to um, try a lot of the different beers and brewers and uh, meet a lot of people. There's food, there's DJs as well. It's really fun. I think my head probably says White Knight's Art Trail because I missed it last year, so I should probably go to check it out. And because it makes it sound impressive and cultural. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, but it's also free, so it's a nice little yes. opportunity to wander around. And also, of course, some of those studios are in houses, so you get to oh, right. nose about, stick your nose behind the doors <laughs> of people's houses <laughs> and those houses up at the you know the mount and the white knights area are always really impressive yeah there's some impressive sort of buildings to be exactly. worth having a little nosy around yeah. lovely <laughs> um, claire thank you very much for coming in um Thanks for having me. the website is www.explorerdg.com lovely everybody go and have a look <laughs> thanks very much claire speak soon thank you cheers Thanks, Claire. Plenty of ideas and ideas of what's coming up in Reading in 2019. It's all very exciting. Um, guys, it's time for our random question as we just attempt to wrap up. That's my teacup. Uh, we won't be getting a random question out of there, but here is the mug. Um, Hugh, I think it it's might your might be in the tea go. leaves. We might have mm. to read the tea leaves. Certainly going to need to get some more questions because we are running out again. Um, and I think, I think these have all got stuck together. So that's, yes, there's three in there. Okay, Hugh, here we go. Ooh, what the we got? I love Reading mug. The I love Reading mug. Which Tom broke. Yes, oh. in Guildford. <sighs> That's what happens when you leave the borough. Go on tour. I can't. You get into this or what? You get into this? Yep, here we go. Somewhere in Reading you have never been. Oh. Oh. Um, I keep meaning to take Zach up to that. Um... Oh my god, I'm so. To that rural life museum thing up by oh, the, the Merle, the Merle up by the hospital. Oh, wow, I think he'd love it. There's tractors are plenty, isn't there? And I, d I don't know why yeah. we've never been. If the museum's as good as their Twitter game, really, yes, like, everyone is in for a treat. <laughs> oh, why? It's good, isn't They're it? Good it's good, Twitter, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, it's great on Twitter. Okay, we uh, you both follow them, yeah. Oh, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a must, it's a must follow. Okay, my dad took his out, took his um, his. Really, quite elderly um, parents-in-law to it before mm -hmm. Christmas, and he said that his father-in-law was overcome from nostalgia for days gone by <laughs> uh, uh, from uh, from going there. So everyone who ever goes there says how good it is. It's one of my mum's favourite places yes. as well. Oh, I might go on she Saturday is, now. She is an absolute oracle of things. things <laughs> Hugh, what about you? Somewhere I've never been in Reading. I'm, I'm, Struggling. It's sort of your job to go everywhere, yeah. isn't it? I'll, I'll give you a minute to think about that. My, um, you do yours. Mine, I, so, I've never been to Up the Junction 
the bar on oh, Cemetery Junction. Yes, and I keep meaning to. And the trouble is, I'm always just driving through there. You can't exactly pull over and pop in. And of course, driving you wouldn't anyway. But it's, so it's not very often that I'm kind of up that way on foot. But you could there. incorporate it into, you know, if you do the walk along the Thames yeah. and up the canal yeah. to the Fisherman's Cottage, yes, you could sure. incorporate yeah. it into a little, the pub little bit crawl. of a route. We have done a pub crawl around there. It just sadly didn't include yeah. up the junction, but maybe next time. Mm. Hugh, have I filled enough time for you? Still screwing no. his face He's still up. struggling. No, I, there's, a few, there's quite a few bars I haven't been to in Reading because, like, because I, I'm yeah. 37 and gave we up don't drinking go out 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you did enjoy Brewdog the other week when we went there. I did like Brewdog, yeah. I was very pleasantly surprised um, as a non-drinker. It's very nice. I'll give you a chance to think about this, and maybe, ne- maybe next week you can come back and hit us with it. Where haven't I been in Reading? Oh, there's a new restaurant. You know in that um, on Caversham Bridge where we had the Christmas party yes. a couple of times? Yep. Oh, God. There's a yeah. new restaurant opened in there. Oh, it's... Is it... I want to say Persian. Is that I called? think it's Persian. Might be Persian. I think it was kind of that sort of Moroccan-y, tapas-y, picky food, which yes. is right up my street. So I want to go there too. Sounds good to me. Hugh, we'll come back to this next yeah. week because you're clearly... <laughs> We've filled there's a, for you. There's a face there that suggests there's nothing happening. The man who's been everywhere <laughs> and done everything. Um, he's not been bowling in Reading. Yeah, I have not been bowling. <laughs> Uh, here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the show. If you enjoy our prattlings about Reading, and if you've come this far, we assume you must be, please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. You can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. Um, if you know anyone who you think would be great to interview for the podcast, please do let us know. Hugh is literally still scratching his face. He's got nothing. Um, the only prerequisite is that they must live or work in the town, and most importantly, they must love Reading. Um, that is all for now. Um, we will see you again in a week. Bye! Bye! Bye. You are still scratching your head, aren't you? You've got <laughs> like absolutely... As soon as you turn there this off, you'll think something. You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that program, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that was Did brilliant. Did you see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him with a funny Yes, man. that was brilliant.